like Brandon is cucking us with the DSA. Like he tried to cuck us with red clay, but he's just fucking he's he's cheating on us with the DSA now. Like it's taking up all of his fucking time and I'm jealous and I'm jealous and we can't do our we can't do our good episode concepts because he's out there and we're like the fucking shitty ass third rent hosts of this fucking show and it sucks. And it's it's just me and Dre here and we're doing a Zoomer only episode because everybody's yeah. fucking out. Yeah, Kennedy is not here. I've been We've been yelling at him for like uh, God knows how long. Uh, we've been we've been pinging him all the time, like get in here, get in here, but like they're not coming. So uh, it's just us two, right? Uh, yeah. The Zoomer special, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Leia, do you know what Zoomers like? What are Zoomers into politically, Leia? Hmm. Uh. Well, I, I was looking on the Twitter trending tab lately, and we don't like boomers. It's a, it's a okay boomer. That's trending. Oh yeah, but Fortnite? Don't they like Fortnite and like I thought that is that is that political? Uh, is, is Fortnite political? We we got to we got to look at that. I think it is cuz like uh like when they had that event where the black hole was opening and whatever, uh people mm. thought that was like some presidential campaign, wasn't it? Like Jonesy the Fortnite dude, they uh, wasn't he going to run? Hey, hey, what's happening? What are you guys? What did the, you start the episode? The are, 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 you, are, you, are you seriously fucking joining in when we're already a few minutes into this episode? What's like, okay, boomer? <laughs> <laughs> these episode notes don't make any sense. Who wrote these? <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> Kennedy, I say this in the nicest possible way. You are such a millennial. <laughs> You're gonna oh eat your kale God. and your avocado toast, and you're gonna ruin another industry. That's right. I was just on I my like, way like... back from closing down all the Sears's. Well, well they right. deserve that, so it's different. Like, 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 is this a bit, or do you actually not know what "okay boomer" means? Uh, I know it's a meme. Okay, okay, good, good. Because I, I I was going to fucking flip out on you. The interesting yeah. thing about this is that I know it's boomers who are tweeting about this because they write okay as okay capitalized. And that's how boomers yeah, who always does write okay. Like that's it's, it's still a fucking remnant from when, from when okay was like an acronym for all correct or whatever the fuck it was. No, that's that, like it's, silent it's, it's generation. It's an acronym for Oli Kenobelieb. Some boomer shit. I don't know. <laughs> no, like <laughs> beyond boomer. Like, what's up with like old fucking American words and how shitty they are? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we have these like words that are like amalgamations of like the worst parts of like impronounceable English and Finnish and German roots. It's shit like that all smashed together to make these like old American words that sound ridiculous now. Yeah. Um, you give me some examples. Like shenanigans. Shenanigans. That is a good word. I, I, I like it, but it's, it is very, it is very boomer. Oh, we got... It's, it's something that's like tomfoolery. Yeah, that's a good one. Or like, uh, I'm sure we could think of some other ones. <laughs> This is a terrible bit. Look at us. Yeah, this um, isn't funny. God, this isn't funny. I'm reading something. 
uh, door knocker, giggle mug, nose bagger, whooper ups, rain napper, seeing snakes, zozzled. Uh, I don't think a human. What, what, about, what about rapscallion? That's a rapscallion. Like, That's like too aristocratic for me. That is like that is like too many syllables crammed together with not enough thought. <laughs> like, like whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. <laughs> you whippersnap. Could I? I want to live in the time where that's like a serious insult. Where somebody's like, "You're just a whippersnapper," and the whole room goes quiet. People are like, "Oh." It's like, oh, you fucking didn't. Like, I'm gonna oh, beat the oh, shit you. out of you. <laughs> Shit's about to pop it, it, off. But, but, it, but, it's like, but it's like the 13th century, so it's like, I'm going to beat the dickens out of you. <laughs> Care for a game of bowl? I'm going to beat the, the horse hairs out of you. I don't know, some bullshit. People said the weirdest shit. I think the best part about those old American words is that you can make up literally any origin story that you want and people will believe it. Mm-hmm. I get, I, yeah. I had a teacher who told me that okay came from the Civil War because, you know, when the town had a battle, uh, they put up like a kill count over how many Confederate, how many uh, Yankee troops died. And they've like, uh, and if none of them died, they put zero K, which stands for zero kills. And then he said, that's where okay comes from. And I'm like, Okay, go along with your fairy tales, I guess. I am a true etymologist. I know it's actually, I know it's actually from uh, Oakley Diddley, which is (laughs) it's Ned Flanders. Ned Ned Flanders invented it. No, it was a small colonial town by Scottish settlers in North Carolina. Actually, Uh, yeah, uh, the people there they were called Diddleys. no idea why, but that's what they became known for. And if you visit that area in like northeastern North Carolina, you'll find it. And like the town's gone now; it was wiped away in a hurricane in the Atlantic. But uh, yeah, that's how it came about. And I completely made that up. But see, it sounds. Can you imagine walking up to somebody and be like, "Yo, I'm a diddly." <laughs> <laughs> that was the part of that was the part of that story I couldn't stop thinking about. Was just like. Diddly. <laughs> Like just describing that as my cultural group, you know? Yeah, well, Puritans call themselves goodies, so like, it's not that far off. Mm -hmm. It's true. Jesus Christ! We had shakers once. I mean, was that a name you would willing to call yourself? I'm a shaker. We gotta take a we gotta take a scalpel to the English language and just just get rid of these get rid of this fucking dumbass words that we have lying around. Mm-hmm. Like dive in there and take out all the boomer like, like, shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm for, I'm for, I'm typically for linguistic anarchy, but I'm for prescriptivism when it comes to the dumbass old people words. Can I remove words like rotary phone so boomers can stop mocking me for not knowing how to use one? Like boohoo! I'm sorry that your UI designers couldn't design buttons. Well, if you if you don't know how to use a rotary phone, you might be in a fire one day, and the only phone there is a rotary phone. You'll be glad that you listened to me ramble on for six hours about how cool rotary phones are. <laughs> okay, Alexander Graham Bell, I fucking know that. <laughs> that was Alexander Graham Bell, everyone. <laughs>
That was you actual, put your that finger was on the number clip. and you wind it around, and yeah. then you put your finger in the number and you wind it around. I think like the biggest piece of anti-boomer technology that's cross-generational is a printer. Because no matter what generation you're a part of, like you're almost near a tombstone with silent generation. Uh, <clears throat> you're enjoying destroying the world if you're a boomer. Uh, you're currently contemplating suicide if you're a millennial, and uh, you're getting you're getting high off your tits as a zoomer. Uh, nobody knows knows how to use a printer. Like nobody. Yeah, that's standard. That's standard throughout everything. Dre didn't mention Gen X specifically just to feed into their victim complex. It's like, (laughs) fucking, like, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you. Gen X is just boomers who want to feel younger. It's a fake generation. It doesn't exist. Every boomer teacher I've had does not like being called a boomer, and they're like, no, actually, I'm Gen X. It's like it's like when you accuse white people of racism, they get really fragile. Well, technically, I'm Gen X because I listened to Coldplay once. <laughs> oh, it, what is this episode? We're just this is not safe for Wogs, by the way. Hi, hi, hi. I'm, I'm Leia. I'm the Zoomer. The second's the first. I'm one of the Zoomers. Leia's like, how do I say this without implying hierarchy? <laughs> like that, you're like that mat woman doing math meme, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm Kennedy. I'm the I'm the millennial. There's another millennial, but like we haven't seen him in a while. If anyone sees Brandon, please tell him to come back home. Uh, he may be lost. Uh, we have maps that lead back to the podcast studio that we're distributing with every episode. Uh, description, he is a black male. Uh, I don't know his dress style, but I think he like wears coats, he wears sunglasses, uh, uh, eyes brown. Cut this bit. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this isn't good. This isn't good. This is bad. <laughs> news, news. Let's talk about the news. Jesus Christ. Um. So, uh, Trump was booed at a at a at a, oh. at, a at a baseball game. This is old Actually, news even now, did, but we need to we we need to have shit to talk about. What? What did he support the wrong team? Uh, yeah, oh no, that, he was just that's booed. The, that's the one and only reason that people dislike Trump. Is bad sports takes. I I can see it. Yep. Everything else about him is pretty, you know, amicable. Uh. Yeah, but anyway, some. No, what was actually funny is they were yelling, um, "Lock him up," which is, uh, you know, like the incessant slogan of of Trump and a lot of his cronies has been the "Lock her up," you know, buttery males. <laughs> reminding me of like my reddit days <laughs> you know like <laughs> exactly yeah go on reddit right now find a conservative reddit you can find somebody talking about hillary clinton's emails you can find yeah lock her they, up they, they, written they somewhere fucking, within the last 48 yeah. hours uh it's it's you know they won't shut up about it and so it's kind of ironic now that impeachment keeps getting a little bit hotter and hotter in the kitchen uh, the kitchen of Congress. Pelosi's <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> if you can't stand Welcome the heat, it. get out of the kitchen, Donnie. 
<laughs> Hashtag can't stand the heat. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, as this keeps getting like more and more intense in terms of like the Republicans being very obstructionist and the Democrats kind of, you know, I think surprising, especially the centrist Democrats themselves somewhat with how much there actually is here, you know, like, I don't think they necessarily ex expected, uh, you always get this impression from like Pelosi's cynicism that like, you know, her, her thought was that they're going to open this Pandora's box and there's just not going to be enough there, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. it turns out that Trump is as shitty behind closed doors as we all suspected. <laughs> it's weird. You expect someone so astronomically stupid like him who just keeps leaking like all the stuff you're supposed to say silently out loud wouldn't have like any like, secrets to hide. You know, you know, Trump has constantly been committing crimes ever since he, he got into office. But, you know, they're crimes that everyone commits in Washington, so it doesn't really matter. And he, they only fucking started this shit after he tried to investigate um, Joe Biden's son. And Pelosi I mean, did, all, which yeah, kind of, I mean, you know. all a big mess. And, of course, not to say, like, there were definitely some of the more quality politicians, people that we like, you know, um, that were calling for impeachment. Some of them since... Trump entered the office, you know, <laughs> and uh, it, it's not like everybody has been slow to get on board, but definitely like the the mainstream Democratic line up until very recently was we can't do this. We can't impeach him. And then it just took things getting completely out of hand, you know. When did it get out of hand? Like, <laughs> I like, want to know. Like there, there, there's been an infinite procession of hands, an <laughs> infinite procession of getting out of. Yeah, you know, Trump's kind of like that old meme where, like, the guy can't hold on to all the limes, except it's crimes, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> you like, like Dre was saying, like, we thought because so much of this stuff gets leaked out in the open, there can't be that much stuff behind closed doors. Well, no, there is. It's just that, like, yeah, he just can't keep it all contained. You know? <laughs> it's, it's a very leaky faucet. Like, there's so much water pouring through that faucet. What are you going to do? You know? It's like, yeah. He's a nonstop crime machine. I don't know how else to put it. And I'm like, I don't like to just, like, jump on the let's bash trump all day wagon but holy crap he he really has proven himself to be a sack of shit lately even more so than usual <laughs> it's he just fades into the back of your consciousness and then you realize oh wait yeah he's kind of he's that person he's kind of president <laughs> he's like oh yeah he's, he's the president of the united states uh, oh yeah <laughs> You're like, wait, why do why is Donald Trump important? Why am I thinking about oh yeah, he's the fucking president. Yeah, I have like a <laughs> I have like a young millennial part of my brain that just assumes Trump is still just like a rich asshole we all listen to <laughs> and like laugh at for being so senile. <laughs> to be fair, he still is that. He just has one of the most powerful positions in the world. <laughs> to get a little bit more serious about impeachment for a minute, um, well, I don't know, sure, not sure. that serious, but 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 to you know to keep on sort of analyzing. Uh, it was very interesting this week. You know the whole tantrum thrown by GOP members. I'm sure you two saw this 
uh, GOP members stormed some of the the impeachment hearings and like demanded to be let in. And then like, it turns out it was, that it was like so of fucking the... stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's the stupidest thing because then it turns out that of the thirty-two or however many people that stormed the place forty, whatever, I don't know. I'm just making numbers up. Uh, but it was something like that. Uh, you know, GOP members who stormed this these meetings, seventeen of them could have been in them anyway. And then it turns out that the rules that they're complaining about were set by the GOP in 2015. Like it's it's like Jesus Christ. Like you're entitled to sit on these committees if you want. And these are the rules that you people set. Like fucking I I shouldn't be surprised anymore. I shouldn't be fucking surprised at the brazenness with which they're just doing doing funny shit, funny, horrible, illegal shit because the fucking Matt Gates uh Matt Gates brought his cell phone into the hearings, which is illegal. And he he tweeted uh in the hearings now which he quickly, upon learning it was illegal, distanced himself from it, saying, tweet was by staff, tweet was by staff, but there is a picture of him with his cell phone walking into the hearing door. So, you know, fucking conservatives can't stop committing crimes to save their lives. Or, like, they just can't stop lying. And there's this sort of slippery slope of truth that I talk about sometimes with conservatism, where it's like, they 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 start on the lie and then like you get them to you know kind of like uh slip up a little bit and so then they admit to slightly less of the lie but like they only own up to the truth when you actually drag everything out and that's why a process like impeachment is actually kind of important right now mhm uh what's an allegory a metaphor i can make for this uh one that is doesn't involve like ripping out guts <laughs> you you're ripping out the spool of the yarn the thread of the yarn you're just untangling this ugly christmas sweater until uh you just get a lot of a, a pile of thread mm-hmm. i guess so <laughs> i don't know relate that to like truth telling however you want I'm, I'm not really good at this <laughs> and that's why uh, i'm getting a job on the wapo <laughs> yeah we're all getting hired by msnbc tomorrow because of this oh yeah we're just really impartial we're really good like really really weak ass anti-trump shit that we're peddling right now you know <laughs> our, our, oh, yeah. our dedicated fans are like what is this is this is this not safe for walks, or am I listening to some fucking neolib bullshit? Is, is, is this safe for walks? <laughs> what is this lib shit? <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, uh, to continue on the subject of why why any of this matters at all, um, I don't know if y'all saw this. Um, we are now at 22 prominent republicans in congress uh have retired ahead of 2020 which is a extremely unusually high number like every election cycle brings a few retirements generally um on both sides of the aisle you know people just get out of politics for different reasons and uh Mm -hmm. uh 
you know, whatever. 22 retirements out of Congress is massive. And a lot of these people are in very safe seats or in, you know, in safe incumbent positions where like, it doesn't make sense for them to retire. And I think it just shows that like the cracks are kind of starting to show in the Republican Party. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's only so much that can be done sometimes through the reformist systems that we have available to us. But uh, I think that in this case, impeachment has the potential to do a shit ton of damage to the Republican Party. At this point in oh, history. Oh, God, hopefully. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's just, you, you know, like, it, it's like you've been edged this entire time <laughs> that uh, Trump is going to be <laughs> impeached, but it never happens month after month. And you're like, come on, when's it coming? And now that it's we're just, here, we're just getting fucking liberals are just getting fucking blue balled. Jesus. <laughs> I literally thought it wasn't coming. I was definitely one of those cynics that was just like, nope, it's not going to happen. Fucking these you know, these obstructionist Democrats in Congress who don't want to get shit done are just going to, you know, not get shit uh-huh. done. Um, you know, I know we've made this kind of joke before, but it's like, you know, in, in the minds of these GOP fucks in their perfect world, the entire Congress would be red. And in Nancy Pelosi's perfect world, the Congress would be 49.9% Democrat. <laughs> It's just a little edge. You know, it makes us feel like we're constantly striving for something, you know. We're always yeah. near we're near the top, but we're not quite there. And we just need to work a little bit harder, team. Uh, if you ask me, like, as someone who's been out for a while, why so many are retiring, I'd say they're just doing it to own the libs. <laughs> like, they're just retiring from their seat to own the libs. Like, don't you know? Oh, yeah, it's to own the libs. It's just it's just own, it's just owning the libs, man. It's, it's to make Gillette recall their sexist ads against men. It's something <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh. What else is happening in our world? Anything? Is anything happening? Canada had an election, oh, right? Oh yes. Oh uh, yeah, they did. And the Blackfeet <laughs> extended universe got elected, didn't he? Yes, Justin Trudeau barely managed to cling to power, although he's now in like a minority government, so nothing will ever get done again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know. I mean, Canada has a history of uh, Canada. Canadian uh, political parties are really not kind of want to make coalitions in the first place. So even though the even though labor isn't or doesn't have enough seats for a majority, they're going to govern anyway on a case-by-case basis per bills. So, you know, it's like nothing really changed. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely This is, this, this is the most disappointing outcome, really, because it's not like it's not like we can even get mad at the conservatives retaking power. It's not like we can get happy that, like, labor was forced to go into an agreement with the NDP like this is just the status quo but slightly worse and there's nothing to get excited about or get angry about it's just like fucking that happened that was boring 
Yeah. Since, just, this is, uh, since this is a Zoomer episode, I need you to explain that to me in like Twitch emotes. So like, is it like uh, it's not pod it, 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 it's, a re- it's a resident. It's a resident sleeper moment. <laughs> resident sleeper. Was there any Monka S moments or Monkas? Well, I don't know a, how you kids pronounce it. There was definitely some Monka S moments in the um, like for a while. It looked like NDP was going to lose a lot more of their seats than they did. That was certainly yeah. some Monkas. But overall, it was a real resident sleeper night. Oh man, you know I'm pretty pog champ for the next blackface photo come out. Honestly, yeah, yeah, the uh, expansion of the of, of the uh, blackface extended universe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you really have to wonder how deep this goes. It also kind of makes you wonder, like, okay, so. How much blackface was going on in politics 50 years ago <laughs> that we'll never know about? Is there, like, like a, is there a blackface book? Who is the politician that had a, a black binder full of women? Was it Mitt Romney? I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was Romney. He said Mitt. in a debate that I, I, lo- I love women. I'm going to put women in my cabinet. I have binders full of women. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> People thought he was a pickup artist. What the fuck? Is that the actual uh, quote? I, yeah, I don't remember. I remember let me that. let me fucking look it up. <laughs> I may be a stupid zoomer, but I remember that from 2012. <laughs> hey, Mitt Romney. It, ha- it has a Wikipedia page. Um, it's like let me read this. Uh, oh, when yeah, asked about yeah. pay equity for women at the debate, Romney said, "I had the chance to pull together an, a cabinet." And all the applicants happened to be men. I went to a number of women's groups and said, can you help us find folks? And they brought us whole binders full of women. <laughs> binders full of women. <laughs> oh, man. That's a very awkward phrasing. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah Mitt Romney really was in the news recently because of, uh, because of Pierre Delecto. Did y'all like see a, this? Oh, is this? Oh, like his, yeah, yeah. His, that, that was his oh, secret Twitter yeah. account. His secret Twitter account. Rule number one about like keeping your secret account secret: don't tell the news media about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jesus like, Christ! Go on the news and be like, I have a secret Twitter. <laughs> You'll never find it. <laughs> And then, and then on top of that, like drop subtle hits about how it might be found based on like the patterns of usage, yeah. you know, like, just, come on, just, 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 just like lay a trail of breadcrumbs and through the maze. Like, it feels like he wanted it to be found, but also actually Mitt Romney's real dumb. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> like he is not a smart man. Yeah. Uh, fucking Mitt Romney, man. Like, it, I should have expected this, but when I saw that there was a, there was like a politician with a secret Twitter account, I was I was hyped up for some like Ted Cruz liking porn level stuff. I was hyped up for, you know, yeah, like Ted Cruz has a yeah, account. What, 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 what kind of like, like what kind of porn does he like? What kind of like. Like <laughs> amateur, like fucking, like anti foot fetish stuff. Schoolgirls, <laughs> like, like does, try not to come. Does challenge. Mitt Romney have a fart? Does Mitt Romney have a fart fetish? What is it? I, I gotta figure it out. But no, it's just like a fucking. It. It's just a shitty reply guy account. 
literally but I, I should have expected shit. this. He it's, is a Mormon. Yeah. He, I mean, Mormons have so few outlets to, like, let off steam, you know? So they have to do something like, like a the, secret they're Twitter. They're banned That's from their... drinking hot drinks. Like, they can't drink coffee. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't drink coffee, <laughs> but, like, legit. imagine being such a fucking downer religion that you can't drink coffee. And no, I'm, no. I'm serious. I'm serious. No. Okay, I trust you because you live in your, like, Mormon country. I'm not imagining it. I know Mormons. I've met some, and yeah, I don't know. It's weird. They're, yeah, it's you're, weird. You're, you're, you're near Mormon headquarters. Somewhat. We're about the same distance from Mormon headquarters. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm the furthest <laughs> away, so I can escape. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so this, this Pierre Delecto account that Mitt Romney was running, the, the funniest thing about it is that it was so sad. So, so sad. You go look at this account and he's literally like just one of those like pathetic reply guys who's just like finding random people who are like, you know, posting an article like looks like, you know, the Republicans messed this one up. And, you know, he's just reply guy like, no, they didn't. No, uh, Mitt Romney is good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mitt Romney's hair is very nice. Don't let me insult it. Oh, I'm just man. a regular guy. And like, <laughs> it's so, it's so, so, it's just, yeah, alarmingly sad. You know, it'd be, I was hoping, I guess on some level when I went looking at it, that like, if he was going to be a reply guy, at least he would be doing stuff like, you know, like actually House Bill, you know, 301 dash seven four says this or you know what i mean because like he's in the government like <laughs> you should be able to be mm -hmm. the ultimate reply guy in these situations you know <laughs> like, like it, it's more powerful if you're doing your reply guying on your official account like you just exude so much power yeah yeah plenty of people oh god oh god oh god it's, speaking of it speaking of it uh, Tom uh, fucking Arnold. I don't even know who the fuck he is. Let me look at. Let me look him up. He's, he's a comedian. He's like a he's like a mediocre. He was on the like the old Roseanne show or some shit. Okay, what did he do? He was like Roseanne. Mm -hmm. Okay, so on the show. So so there's these uh, there's these pro there's these pro fucking. Okay, there's these pro-Trump black women, diamond and silk, and they do this media thing, and they make a lot of oh, money. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a grift. It's obviously a grift. And Tom Arnold made one of the horniest uh, blue checkmark reply guys I have ever seen. And oh. This is the tweet, a real tweet. <laughs> I like to investigate every crack, curve, and crevice of you two. Tons of fun, oh. heavenly bodies. I'll start with intensive oral examination of your naughty bits. So take off all your clothes and get your big booty butts back into Big Daddy's hot tub. Don't bring Streisand too freaky. This is Leia, an actual this is tweet by Tom Arnold. What? Leia, this that is... guy is weird, but this is like the weirdest thing he's done ever. I think. No, it, it, it's a real tweet. I fucking saw it. He deleted yeah. it, of course, but it was up well, for yeah. a while. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, if if this if this was just some if this is just some random guy, if this was Tom Arnold's like 
if this was Tom Arnold's alt account where he just horny reply guys, that has so much less power. If you if you see an account that's like, oh, I want to fuck you, and it's got like the default Twitter avatar and an account name like um three three oh seven FNCS, you're like, eh, it's just a fucking like a bot account. Some guy's horny out, but like, no, this guy, this is the fucking Tom Arnold. I don't know who the fuck he is, but he has a blue check mark and has a professional looking profile picture. Like, there's this power to it. Like, it just exudes, like, I am such a powerful man in my fucking stupidity. <laughs> Wait, I just like to say, this is the Zoomer episode, and you're talking about a lot of graphic content, which isn't appropriate for Zoomers. Leia. Yeah, yeah, true. Also, also, like Zoomers don't know who Tom Arnold is. I knew who Tom Arnold was. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know who Tom Arnold is. Old. I'm the I'm the fucking crypt keeper, you know. Yeah, practically, uh, like I, I don't know who Tom Arnold is. I I just know he's a blue check mark on Twitter dot com. You know, I'm a millennial, which means that like I already look like Mitt Romney, basically. Yeah. But seriously, like, it, 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 take take a look at Mitt Romney for me, and tell me that man doesn't exude like cowardice. Tell me that man doesn't exude I horny reply guy on my alt account. He doesn't though. Like, he's just he sad he reply guy. He doesn't even horny yeah, reply guy like, in his alt he account. Does, he does like he's he's like the dude who's like in his truck wearing sunglasses reply guy level. No, 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 no. At, at least there's somewhat of an aesthetic there. Like he's default pro. Like if he had somewhat of a horny, uh, a horny alt, what he would use it for is like reply guying porn stars with non-sexual tweets. Like, oh, I, boy, I'd love to take you out for dinner. I'd treat you right. Like, <laughs> that's yes. the quality of horny reply guying that Mitt Romney would be up to. I bet that's the kind of like stuff that you know he did to win his wife over. You know he was like, oh, oh baby, you're you're such a sweetie pie. Let me let me take you for a stroll in the park. Shall I take you to the gazebo? You know, while y'all were making have, all this like, you put your arm around mine. You know, while y'all were making all this shit fuckery. Uh, that's a new American word about uh like this horny reply guy i was doing the zoomer thing and thinking about the existential threat of rising sea levels but that doesn't matter uh right now or ever <laughs> if you live inland uh so what i want to talk about is college athletes something happened um uh, regarding oh, yeah, right. okay. oh. Uh, something yeah. happened you know the news yeah so the ncaa which is like college football i think um, oh, yeah. they, they're now <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm not a sports person. I've been thinking of getting into sports as like that statistics guy because I hate politics. I mean, you were, you, you were correct. It was just funny the way you said it. <laughs> fucking fuck you, Kennedy. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm gonna fucking lop off your balls with a meat cleaver. <laughs> I, that, that was definitely that was definitely i'm, a I'm going underground after where. this episode anyways can we explain what's going on with the... where i didn't know the end of anyways 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 <laughs> so the ncaa which is the college football people uh they're now allowing their players to profit off of their name and likeness which is one of those things is like they weren't able to do that before 
and they weren't able to do but that. But it is before a step because, forward. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you why. They weren't able to do that before because all the people who employed them are really conservative and all the sports fans are really conservative in that way uh, because they essentially thought, oh, they get paid in other ways. So, like, they don't uh, really need to be paid for this. He's like, oh, you get paid for in college tuition. You get paid for in dorms. You get paid for in all this stuff. And I'm like, you get paid for an experience. Yeah, it's that line of thinking, which is like, yeah, none of those things help me get food and put it on my table so I have something to eat. Experience does not get me food on the table. So it's that classic conservative line thinking just applied to, you know, athletics. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Like, oh, if they should, if they wanted to make money, they should go. They should go into the NFL. Well, like, I'm yeah, like, maybe some of them. It's will, exceeding. But... It's exceedingly rare for them to do it's that. Like, yeah, like a lot of them won't. The yeah. NFL is really exclusionary. Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean like, you, you see what happened with Colin Kaepernick. Like, he's a very good, or at least. Um, from what I've seen from sports people, he's a very good uh, f- football player, and nobody wants to draft him because of his political statements and shit. Yeah, because yeah. that's bad PR. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you, even you, beyond you, that, you don't want your you don't want your brand associated with fucking the America hater, right? You want your brand associated with Tom Brady, the. Uh, guy who wins all the games and is very divisive apparently <laughs> i don't know all i know is that drew Brees he throws the football real good he, he, he's for the saints that's all i know <laughs> i should know more because i live in a college town with a big stadium but just not my thing uh even beyond that like there's there's this perception a lot of the time that it's like well if you make it onto like a serious college football team you're gonna be in the nfl well guess what there's a lot less spots available on NFL teams than professional college football teams because there's a lot of colleges out there with professional college football teams. Um, and there's a relatively limited number of NFL teams. There's not even one in every state, although a couple of states have two. Uh, so with that in mind, though, it's like they kind of sell them on that idea, you know, but like the funnel is narrowing. There's not as many spots available as there are people who would want them. And and yet, at the same time, to people who are into football, college football is very popular. And so the people at the top of college football are making almost as much money as the people at the top of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And yet it's those college players are getting... ...dicked. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's 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 getting dick and there's getting dicked. Getting dick <laughs> is when you don't get anything. Getting dicked is when you get less than nothing. Yeah, because in the getting case- getting less than nothing is when you get your fucking brains rattled around right. by repeated head trauma, and you don't get paid Fuck. for it. Yeah, you don't even get paid. You have brain damage for the rest of your life, and you didn't even get paid for it. Wow. Thanks, capitalism. Jeez. Jeez. We need like a sports. Okay, boomers. What's next? Yeah, that appeals to boomers. We need like a sports.
sports. We need a sports wonk on this show. So all the boomers. Yeah, can to we, it. we we need to we need to develop that fucking fantasy fantasy politics thing. We yeah, that's that. some. Uh, I guess you let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but that's okay. We'll sneak preview. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be starting a little fantasy politics league for the podcast. Mm-hmm speculative yeah. politics nonsense because it's fun to like yeah. do what we're doing right now which is take a, a fine tooth comb over the things that are happening and try to figure out how they fit into a bigger picture and you know why not do that as a group and make a game out of it yeah like you know i'd imagine real fantasy sports would be uh much better to comprehend and like easier to comp to compile rules for but we've spent so much of our fucking time on this bullshit that it's all we know and we can't relearn our skills we're deeply invested into politics yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very refined sport and you know what i'm guessing if you're one of our fine fine dedicated listeners that you're probably pretty invested in politics too. Yeah, yeah, you know, probably. Or if you're one of those people who's really into sports and doesn't give a shit about politics at all and is just listening to this because you thought our like logo design was cool, that's fine too. Hey, we're looking for people who could be, you know, <laughs> on the sports section of our podcast. <laughs> so hey, yeah, uh, we're, we're 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 building a um. We're building a nightly news team, and we need a sports mm-hmm. guy to. Uh, during our intro, we can go, and now it's this guy with sports. Yeah, and he's and he and he, and he looks kind of presentable, but just not presentable enough that you're like, he's the sports guy. <laughs> yeah, specifically, this is the Zoomer episode, so we need all like those sport head Zoomers. So, like, if your name is like Caden, and you're you were born in like uh, North Alabama, and you like. Uh, drive a big yee truck and like eat chewing tobacco or and monster and uh uh you're on your school's uh football team we really need you we we, we also need the guys that are like that we also need the other end of that spectrum we need people that read 538 for the sports we need people that have like oh. excel spreadsheets oh, no. and batting averages Oh no! We can put together a team of like Braxton from Braxton from North Dakota State University, and also like the poly, the poly, uh, the sports version of Nate Silver, and we can bundle those two together. I was just hoping for like maybe somebody who's like into sports in some kind of irony poisoned way where like for some reason they have to keep following sports stats but they they also hate it uh, now like, you're like we have with politics yeah exactly you know it's like mm-hmm. it's like that that scab you can't stop picking off you know that's how i feel with i'm reading the news screaming at a web page in the in the house by myself in my bathrobe you know Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we're gonna have to go out of America if we want to find people like that. Like I feel like those irony poison people, you're gonna find them in like Brazil that doesn't do football. I mean, they do actual football and not whatever our version is. Uh, and yeah. they know all the politics surrounding it too. Like holy shit, 
I've like viewed mm-hmm. a lot of channels mm-hmm. that are dedicated to like the politics of Brazilian football, and they are heavy. Let me tell you what. Yeah, yeah. We, like fucking. If you're if you're a Brazilian soccer wonk, getting our getting our DMs, we're gonna draft you for our uh, night for our nightly news uh, sports section. If you speak English, okay, that's I have a awesome. question. I have a question for you two. Are sports yeah, sure, sure. a religion, or is religion a sport? This is such a fucking R shower thoughts post. And I want to <laughs> get this moomer energy out of here. Holy shit. <laughs> like, uh, get, get this out of my face. I, I, I don't I don't I don't deal with this with this millennial crap. Reddit Look, moment. Y'all are just mad because you thought this like, like what, what, are, what are you gonna be saying? What are you gonna be saying next? And you What are you, you gonna be saying next? Have, have you noticed how have you noticed how life garbage. is like a video game? Yeah, what that's my what? next question. <laughs> Have you noticed how life is like a video ga- games? <laughs> what if life was like a video game? <laughs> you only yeah, don't. Does anyone if, that if, like does anyone that like divorces when you swap if, a companion? You know, in an RPG. What if you? What if you like got your mail and you got a little bit of experience? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! What if age is like you're leveling up? <laughs> what? <laughs> Buy our fucking Funko Pop merchandise! What is it? you by NordVPN! <laughs> NordVPN, if you ever want to look at child porn in the, in the comfort of your own home, you can do so now with NordVPN. <laughs> NordVPN, call us. We'll 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 plug you on the pot. No, we won't. No. Uh, Funko Pops, call us, and we'll request that you send us an in-person uh, employee for us to beat the shit out of and uh, hoist on the flag on the high school flagpole by his underwear. If life is like a video game, then genocide is a uh, event update. And speaking of genocides today, the U.S. finally decided to recognize one. I'm sorry, was that a bad transition? <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that, that's a really, uh, that's a really a perfect, aggressive. It was segue. actually, it was actually a perfect, <laughs> a perfect segue. That's a really aggressive finally, segue. The U.S. finally decided to recognize the Armenian genocide. They're no longer pussyfooting around and saying, oh, well, the Turkey did things to Armenians, but can you really call it a genocide? You know, because they want to remain on good terms. But now they're like, nah, dog, it was a genocide. So what are your thoughts? uh, And uh, unfortunately, um, I I have to say this because, you know, we're going back to our old game of is it cringe? Uh, Ilhan Omar was one of the few Democrats to was one of the few ch- uh, chamber members to vote that the uh, she, she doesn't she didn't vote against it she voted present and she uh, in her mm-hmm. statement she said that um, sort of like it's an insult to the U.S.'s history of indigenous genocide and slavery and is it cringe? Can you repeat that again? I need. What did she say? Like in the second comment regarding like indigenous genocide, whatever. Let me let me let me see something? if I let me see if I can pull it up because I got right now it it's before. Like it's sounding like serious cringe right now. Yeah, I think we need to get the full context to determine the level of cringe that we're looking at here. 
Uh, I have it right here. Um, this is her. This is her statement. I believe accountability for human rights violations, especially ethnic cleansing and genocide, is paramount. But accountability and recognition of genocide should not be used as a cudgel in a political fight. It should be done based on academic consensus outside the push and pull of politics. A true acknowledgement of historical crimes against humanity must include the heinous genocides of the 20th century, along with earlier mass slaughters like the transatlantic slave trade and the Native American genocide, which took the lives of hundreds of millions of indigenous people in this country. For this reason, I voted present on the final passage of House Resolution 296, the resolution affirming the United States record on the Armenian genocide. Okay, yeah. so I would so, say she sounds hmm. like she's trying to make like a uh, she's trying to imply that this was done as a political maneuver, given what's going uh, yeah. what happened with Turkey and the U.S. recently regarding Syria. Which she's she's not wrong, but this is a weird hill to die on. This is what about is essentially really is, and yeah. like she she she's been she's photo she's been you know photographed in, in meetings and like being friendly with her uh with erdogan before so like uh, uh, this is just really like the u.s finally recognized a genocide and she's basically saying but like what about the genocide the u.s committed and that's not the point this is yeah this well, is what I, about is more just I, I think it's a little less what about ism and it's more just like why are we acknowledging this now and is it just because we're fighting with Turkey? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I and, and that there is kind of a, a somewhat of a salient point there because like a lot of people have been speaking out about the Armenian genocide for a long time. And uh, it's actually like, you know, something that I got informed about in like college, just kind of out of the blue one day, you know, somebody kind of like clued me in on this little piece of history that i had never heard you know and I mean, uh sure and you know like but is that is that a good enough reason to vote not present i, I just think like the message it sends and she kind of evades in her statement calling the armenian genocide a genocide yeah it's definitely <sighs> like not necessarily enough to cancel her over, but it is. It's cringe. just kind of. Eh, it's, it's, my, it's, it's mild cringe for me, but it's cringe. Like, it's like it's, you could have, you could have voted, you could have voted yes, and also made this made a statement that like, well, this is important. We also have to acknowledge this and the other thing. Uh, my opinion, I don't like how Seek suggested that it's a, it shouldn't be a political thing as to whether or not we recognize genocide, because that's an inherently political thing. Turkey's yeah. admission of the Armenian genocide is highly political. So it mm -hmm. just feels kind of like, yeah. my opinion, pretty like, cringe, like bro. Turkey, for political reasons, doesn't think it committed a genocide. It's, it's all like, politics. I think the, the issue here is that it's like, Gen genocides there's, there's don't happen. Right. But also, there's definitely, like, there is an issue, like, a really deep issue within, like, politics and how the media ties into this stuff, too, um, where, you know, as we kind of want to create these different players in the media, it's sort of like professional wrestling, right? Like, certain countries are faces and some are heels, and the media kind of paints them that way, and that's how it's decided. It doesn't really have to do anything with what they're doing. Uh, 
you know, it's just about like how you dress them up. And so mm -hmm. like not, and I'm not saying like here to say that like Erdogan is a good guy. He's a, he's a terrible piece of shit dictator as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, we're, the audience, we're not Turkish nationalists. We're not Cenk Uyghurs, uh, yep. Uyghur, whatever his name is. Uh, he's not running the show. We're not the Young Turks. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, yeah. there is this tendency to, like, suddenly drag one country through the mud when it's, you know, their turn to be a heel for whatever reason. And, you know, perhaps... Mm -hmm. You know, perhaps there's some like deeper motives of like trying to like slowly drag us into a war with Turkey or things that we don't even understand yet that are at play within these machinations that are going on and how our foreign policy is shaking out right now. To me, um, it's, uh, yeah, to so, me, it feels like a PR game, really. Like, which country looks good to attack now? Really? Yeah, I mean. Can we can we really like pick that many countries and say, well, this country doesn't have a genocide? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah, just, like it's it's definitely positioned to be uh, relevant politically, but just yeah, right. And like why? There's a, there, why there's a point to be made. Why now is a point is what I'm saying. Now, yeah. like I said, I do think it's kind of cringy that she wouldn't just vote yes. Um, yeah, because but... you can make the statement and vote yes. Right, uh -huh. I completely agree. However, you know, she may have felt like, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been heard as loud if she voted yes, and by voting present, like, she'll be one of the few people who did that, and it'll stand out or something. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like On purpose cringe. <laughs> yeah, on purpose cringe. I mean, you know, all press is press, and sometimes you just want to make a statement, and, and the method's are ugly mm -hmm. you know and yeah. i i don't think that we want to uh you know get in the habit as a society of just making an absolute uh value judgment of a statement based on its packaging but that packaging is still cringe today for this segment <laughs> it's an amazon box yeah. it's an amazon Decision box is it cringe yes it is cringe yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's like an Amazon box, but instead of like Prime on the wrapping paper, it just says Amazon cringe. That said, Ilhan Omar is still one of my favorite politicians in American politics, and I would love to hear more from her about it. You know, like I, I, I would kind of like to hear her defend this a little bit and and get into why this was so yeah, important yeah, to kinda, do this way. Use this out. Yeah, um, yeah. Because there's a point to be made here, but it kind of gets mangled in the delivery. Yeah, and like I think if she was able to really articulate, I think a lot of people are gonna take this right now. Um, and especially with like the tendency of people to take statements by Ilhan Omar and like simplify them and run with them anyway, I think a lot of people are gonna take this the way it is right now. And maybe try to like make a big deal out of it when, in my opinion, it's it's a small deal. Sure, it's a little cringy, but it's whatever. Um, on the other hand, though, like I think that she probably has the ability to articulate why there's a problem with this kind of behavior better than most people in America that are in politics, um, given like her personal experiences. So 
uh, it would be good if she could, <laughs> you know, just do that. Just, just, yeah. just kind of like yeah, and get the, out there and really, really like explain how this this kind of action plays mm-hmm. into an imperialist narrative uh, on like a more substantial yeah, level. Yeah, it, it would be good for her to explain that and it would be also good for her to, yeah, kind of acknowledge that it was a genocide. But that fact is being employed to do various things because the statement doesn't really say if it is if Ilhan Omar considers it a genocide or not. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would be good for her to definitively say it was a genocide because it was, and you yeah. know, I I don't want to have to think that you know she's harboring some kind of thoughts like that because that would be bad. Yeah, like I would like be heartbroken if she turned out to be like a young yeah. Turk or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah, that, would, that would suck. But you um, know, the, the, that's the risk we play in politics. Fucking anyone cool enough to be an elected official, uh, any anyone cool enough to like like as an as an elected official has the sense not to be an elected official. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that has been the prevailing mentality for time, but I think that's changing a little bit. And I'll actually say that like Marion Williamson running for president, I think is a great example of somebody who was sort of from the hippie generation of like, you know, we're not the type to run for politics. We'll just keep marching in the streets every year. And then she said, no, I'm going to run for president. And and I don't think she's the only person who sort of has some kind of story along those lines, not necessarily hippie culture specifically, but just a story of, you know, uh, I, I didn't used to think this was really something that was possible or something I would do, and now I'm doing it. And that's that's like a somewhat modern phenomenon, it seems like. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, we, we live in a culture of like hyper accountability now because the internet just allows you to dig up all the dirt on anyone, expose it to the public and be uh, and say like uh, and message that person directly like, yo, what do you what do you think about this? And that changes the game a lot. Yeah. Also, like, I mean, yeah, Internet media is just, you know, it has this power. I mean, AOC, of course, is like one of the shining examples of like somebody who just like sort of turned Twitter to her advantage as a as a political force and now she sort of is this like political staple because of it and it doesn't really have that much to do with the legislation she's passed or the political power she actually wields in the halls of congress it's all about the fact that she's moving people on social media and like anyone can like go out there and just like grind a twitter account for five years and get like thirty thousand followers and, you know, if most of those followers are in your state, well, you could probably be a state senator. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're yeah. That with Josh Collins, that's what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joshua Collins is good. Like, it'd, it'd fucking, it'd be great yeah, if he got it. He's running in Washington. And, and he's like, basically. Uh, that on, guy. Some things, on some things, he's better than AOC and, like, more willing to just say what everyone wants to say. Yeah, because he's like an unapologetic socialist, not like social democrat, oh, we'll create a welfare state socialist, like 
public ownership of the means production socialist. Yeah. And that's the thing that those people are running now. And 20 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. You know, it would have been just like we were saying, you know, I'm the type of person that'll never run for politics. What would that do? You know, and and now everyone, I don't know. I don't know if it's just kind of like an all hands on deck kind of feeling, maybe where it's like we all see these existential threats and whatever, you know, particular things you think are most important. There's very few people living in America or in the world right now, I think, that aren't looking around and going, uh oh, <laughs> you know, something's wrong. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> whatever they think that is. And and for a lot of us, you know, it's like climate change and, and fascism and, you know, nuclear weapons proliferation, things like that. Uh, those of you who listen to this show anyway. Um, and you look around, you see these different problems and, and, and you feel that that stress. So, like, I don't know. What do you two think? Is, it, is that kind of maybe some of the motivation or what do you think is like the biggest motivation that's like kind of bringing people out of the shadows politically and making them say screw it i'm going to try to make the system work even though it's broken and i know it and i don't fit in i'm just going to go for it man all the zoomers know this one it's it's our old friend climate change (laughs) i think that's the big thing yeah it's like fucking we only got so much years left to fix the earth why don't we why don't we just try yeah, and I know this because, like, even the most apolitical people I know, even they can recognize that climate change is a threat. So that's saying something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to deny. So you know, we can only hope that uh, we can get enough people on board. You know, get get a large enough progressive caucus into Congress and get a progressive into the White House. Or at least not somebody who's not so fucking regressive that it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. So I had something in my throat, something old and disgusting. Um, a bezoar. Uh, so we can only hope that uh, yeah, we can we can make this kind of change and and do something about it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We've talked to. A couple of very interesting people who are who are on the side of that fight. We hope to continue to interact with everybody in that world and and just kind of like do whatever we can, you know. And that's you know we know that you are community that you feel that as well. That's why you're here, you know. That's why you're listening right now is because you want to like kind of put your shoulder behind the movement somewhere and. uh and that's, you know, hopefully we can all make something happen and, and write this course because, God, it is scary. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we should I think we should come to a close on that optimism note. Optimism yeah. is great when you can get it. Uh, <laughs> we have been not safe for wonks. I am Laleros. I'm Kennedy Cooper. My name's Dre, and we're part of the Zoomer Brigade. Hit that like button, mash that subscribe button, and just ring that little bell icon. Fucking cut it.